Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Beta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks hey everyone this is jeff cobb i'm lewis howley i'm sam spoke we are pretty deadly yes boy yes boy hello my name is Zina dragunov the star the nxt uk champion and you are listening to the wrestling wrestling podcast Watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, Chino Liao, and Emil ASH checking in on a holiday live stream. And yeah, I was yesterday years old when I found out na holiday na pala ang Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So yay, another extra day for us to not do anything. So I hope that it doesn't come creeping up on you when work starts again tomorrow, especially as we all try to meet deadlines before the holiday break. Hope everybody had a restful holiday or a productive one, however you chose to spend it. That's completely up to you. We had a lot to talk about. You know, during the pre-show, we were talking about the whole volleyball player, Hanash. Chino, do you want to finish your thought? Because you were like in the middle of it, right? When our, <laughs> right. When our intro kicked in. Oh, because you interrupted no, the was, uh, no, because it, interrupted. it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have made it anyway. <laughs> right? I just wanted to say that they were So if they have certain feelings about it, they were in But it's a thing that I have witnessed. They were really in and it gets pretty intense and pretty scary. Basta, ano, basta mataas so, yung know. sweldo nila as, volleyball, as professional volleyball players. Oh, that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> Fred, but let's move on. All right, yeah, before Chino continues to dig a bigger hole for himself that he'll be unable to get out of, let's talk about wrestling. Something that won't get Chino in trouble for tonight. Yes. We have predictions to dish out for NXT deadline. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Stuff that went on outside the ring, stuff involving William Regal, an impact wrestler getting killed off on screen, all of that stuff. We're going to talk about that. But first, we got to thank our patrons, as always, for their unending support. We're about to end the year. And, you know, as always, it's still a good time to be part of our growing and vibrant Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. All right. Uh, all host Sando Gaming when, when these guys get in shape. <laughs> We'll be talking about that later on. But NXT deadline is this Sunday morning, so it's going to be a full day of wrestling for most of us. If you want to be a part of that watch party, because, of course, 
we don't know. Actually, we don't know if NXT Deadline is going to show up on Disney Plus this Sunday morning. We don't know anything about that. So while we still have the WWE Network, while we still have the gift of the WWE Network, we are airing it live on Discord. And you can be a part of that party by subscribing to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It's down there on the ticker. You subscribe for only $5 around 275 pesos at this time. If you subscribe, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, TV shows, movies, other general interest topics, a whole bunch of that, and where we also hold the watch parties. And then you get exclusive review content from myself and Rowan. We talk about TV shows, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, and also pay-per-views and live events here in the Philippines. And then also Pasabais, we just finished our uh, Black Friday Pasabais from WWE Shop and Shop AW. They will be oh, the first shipment will be arriving next week. I'm about next week. Yes. And if you were a part of our Patreon group, then you could have been a part of that as well. So you can still join for the next time, whenever that is. And you also get free merch as well. We are still giving away face masks. nowadays. So all that good stuff. Through our Patreon program, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. First of all, it's $5. Okay, to answer all Sando Gaming when aside from pag naka 50 patrons kami, I don't know, I didn't receive the memo from Emil ASH na pwede na pala siyang mag-jersey because last I checked, <laughs> we still wear t-shirts I mean, that are professional around here. So, hindi ko alam sa'yo na kuha yung kapal na mukha to wear a jersey on his second screen. You know what? I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to call oh, it I, out. I, I, I wanted to call it out from the get-go. I was like, well, I'm yeah. gonna call this out live yeah. on the stream. Yeah. I, I earned uh, my I earned my sando. Yeah. Yeah, it, it won't happen again. Ah, buti naman, buti naman. You know, you can turn off your camera and change. Like, it won't take you that oh, long. Hindi naman, naman siya malaking hassle para sa amin na hintayin ka. May, may merch ka ba, Emil? May merch ka ba? I'm wrestling. Yeah, later. I'll I'll change later. Uh, after oh, you might as well later. change now because uh, we got time. We got <laughs> we time. We'll turn the camera so, off and we'll so change you, now. Buti naman, you know? Alright, while Emil ASH gets his ish together and changes out of his sando, let's give away some... <laughs> Let's give away some tickets to MWF Noche Buena. We had a promo that we ran on the Facebook page and we asked you to answer the question about uh, which Noche Buena match uh, you're most excited to see. And we already have our two winners. So uh, flash with natin yung slide featuring the Noche Buena giveaway question. All right, um, our winners for these tickets to MWF Noche Buena, dalawa sila. The first one is Jesse Manalang. Sabi niya, excited siya to watch Crystal versus Chelsea Marie because he's a fan of Crystal and has never seen her in live action. And our second winner is Joseph Shello, who's most excited to see JDL versus Fabio Makisig because he wants to make memories with his little brother, kind of like how he made his own memories with his family as they went to watch live wrestling. Uh, yeah, watch live wrestling in the Philippines. So congratulations to... Our winners to Jesse and to Joseph will reach out to you guys for your tickets. And syempre, kailangan natin pasalamatan yung ating padrina for these tickets. Si Ninang Abi. Maraming Thank salamat, you, Ninang Abi. Thank you. Can, can, I, can I make a quick comment on, on the entries uh, yeah. that we got? Guys, next time when we ask you what you want to see, please don't give us yung, yung background of the match and you know how hyped 
the match is in you know promotion wise the the winners we chose gave us some emotional heartstring tugging answers and that's really what i wanted to see or what we wanted to see when we ask you why you want it not because it's big or it's monumental or it's you know groundbreaking as a matchup here in the philippine wrestling scene so show us your yourself man yeah yeah talk about yourself don't analyze it because we already do that on the show yeah. Like we want to get to know you guys as fans. Yeah. Yo, you Yo, oh, welcome back, nice, Emil. Nice young bucks shirt. Yep. <laughs> All right. Nice to finally have you back. Okay. Let's talk about some wrestling here now that we've given away young uh, tickets to MWF Noche Buena. And let's start with William Regal. We have to talk about him being written off of AEW. And the news is that he's reportedly going back to WWE. So if you watched AEW Dynamite Kanina, he was written off and... They showed this backstage interview that he recorded with Tony Schiavone and Sabi in, in kayfabe na he recorded it a few weeks ago in case shit would go sideways and basically explaining his actions. And having watched that, I kind of wish that we didn't get this out for William Regal. I mean, I get it. If, if they had to write him out because he was going to leave AEW and go back to WWE, diba? Sure, but there must have been some other better way to do it. What do you think, Chino? First of all, I think we overestimated Regal's quote-unquote yeah, professionalism yeah, that's, that's in this scenario by saying now he's professional enough to stay there because we forget how invested he is in the WWE. He is one of the key people behind Triple H's career. He is also one of the key people behind NXT. And his son, Charlie Dempsey, is still with NXT. So it only makes sense that and started bringing people back, he would bring William Regal back. It's just part of the system. And kudos to Tony Khan for being so understanding with it. However, I feel like everything was so poorly executed that they could have told the story of him leaving a little better without doing all the double negatives MJF turning him turning on BCC and MJF turning on him and now he just looks like a bitch who ran away with his tail talking to his legs are you you saying that in terms of kayfabe or in terms of real life Chino? no in terms of kayfabe in terms of kayfabe that's what essentially happens to William Regal now in MJF he's supposed to be like super injured or something it's it's a little ridiculous for me. You know, it doesn't credit doesn't give enough credit to William Regal, the professional here, the wrestler, with all what he, with all this he's accomplished. I don't think issue naman talaga for the fandom, unless I'm wrong. Huh? Now William Regal's going back to WWE because from what we understand, it seems like the contract he signed with AEW was a short-term contract, which allows him this kind of out. Again, guys, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I think the biggest Thing that people are really talking about right now is the fact that the William Regal character didn't really come off looking well as he was being written out. So, Emil, what would you have done differently here? Honestly, we could have done like the MJF like heel turn up until this point without using Regal because they could have doubled down on MJF being a heel by using by making it look like the firm was behind all of this all along. Collusion lang pala si MJF and the firm. Parang naging unnecessary na lahat ever since Regal turned on BCC because alis din naman pala siya. So 
why even do this? Like uh, everything from that point, my first reaction is why even do this? It's all, it's all convoluted. It's confusing to the art to some audience. Pero as with, with some, siguro yeah, maybe they get it. But but for me, it's outright confusing and it's all unnecessary. That's all I can say. Bro, what does this tell you about the way that stories in AEW are, are being written? If someone like William Regal can be Oof. written off like this. Oof. Uh, what a question. I, I, I got so angry about it. Uh, God. First of all, um, it was a really wild roller coaster ride this morning. Because first, I found out that Tony Khan... Why Regal had to go out, had to leave the company. It's because he wanted to be with... Uh, around Charlie Dempsey in NXT, which some people in the chat are only now finding out. Anakpalas <laughs> ni William Regal. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's fine. It's totally fine. Actually, that is like the best explanation you can give for William Regal being written off. And if he left the story at that, despite everything that he just wrote for Regal uh, from full gear onwards, then it would have been okay. I, a lot of people's feelings about this whole mess would have been tempered. And they were kind of tempered. And then he did that segment on Dynamite today where he you know, cuts a convoluted promo that sort of explains in a really, uh, really weird way why he did what he did to both MJF and the Blackpool Combat Club. So that just made it worse. It made it a lot worse because I... I didn't need that anymore. I was okay with him going back for Charlie. Why does Tony Khan have to mess things up? Why does he have to do this? I don't know. This, The big picture takeaway is that Tony Khan is exposed now as a really incompetent storyteller. Oof. I mean, yeah, no, even, so, even more so now. Because before, you can still kind of get by. CM Punk, MJF, those yeah. guys. But now, he mishandled one of the hottest acts in AEW. MJF, Regal himself, the Blackpool Combat Club. Everything is, had, has been mishandled because of this. And at this point, I've been arguing it in my reviews lately. At this point, I just want AEW to be a weekly super indie card of nice dream matches than a weekly television show with a story. Because at this point, I don't trust Tony Khan anymore with a story. Yeah. Even the stories that he supposedly puts effort in, the flavors of the month, yeah, he can't even do that well. So, no, let's just, you know, have it be like, <laughs> like an indie show where he books a bunch of nice talent from around the world and have the, has them do great matches. But how do you benefit your talents that way if you want like a super card on TV every week? Yeah, I think that's also no. The question was how do, how does it benefit the talent that are supposedly on the up and up? Because like having a supercard only benefits the established stars, Tiba. Right? Have a great match. Have great matches. Get you know. It's like how we did things before in PWR. We just sometimes we just put people in matchups against people who visited, right? So and that you know kind of usually ended up resulting in good matches. So. That's what AEW does best now. They put on good matches. They put on good wrestling. And the crowds see it. So they still chant. Uh, they still react really well to these good matches. So, uh, you know, just have them go over and go over on everyone. Sorry, gusto ko lang dagdagan yung sinabi ni Ro about Tony Khan. That, I, think, I think that's the problem when your head writer and your head booker are the same person. Eh? Like, there's no separation between the narrative 
and, and the wrestling. The, the booker supposed to be in charge of the wrestling and your narrative, your storytelling supposed to go under somebody else and it's supposed to complement each other. But when it's all coming from the same guy who isn't able to sift through his ideas in a cohesive manner, mahirapan ka talaga maintindihan kung ano yung kinukwento, nung ta- kinukwento mo sa tao. So it's to me just a problem with collaboration, I think. It's a lack of collaboration on Tony Khan's part. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts you want to get out there about the William Regal thing? Kasi, you know, I think we can all agree that there was a lot left to be desired for the way that the William Regal story was was handled. Um, should we should we even talk about where the Blackpool Combat Club goes from here? Mm. Uh, earlier promo, story. Like they because Regal was leaving, they just got to like the ending, the revealing of the reason why he did it. And it was so unnecessary, like Rose said, it could have ended with Regal being, you know, hospitalized last week and the, I would have been okay with that. But why they even did this promo. So, yeah. With the Blackpool Combat Club, no? I think they will still be together. Like, earlier nga, nakita natin tag match between Claudio and, uh, and Yuta. But the shell of this of this faction isn't that long. Uh, the shell life. Because, wala na si Regal eh. They were named Blackpool Combat Club. They were formed as the Blackpool Combat Club because it was headed by William Regal. So, palang pointless na siya po. Uh, I just wanted to add that it was Tony Khan who mentioned, uh, I, if I remember reading it correctly, he was the one who talked about why Regal decided to not re-up with AW. So he already pushed that narrative on the internet. So I, kung ganun din lang, why did you push the narrative on screen? So now you're contradicting yourself because you published two different narratives and expect uh, people to... Take both when one could have done just fine. So that's just me. That's just really bad marketing on my, on, you know, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, happy trails to William Regal. Of course, uh, we are happy for him. Ultimately, na he gets to go back to WWE. He gets to play a direct part in mentoring Charlie Dempsey, mentoring the younger talent at the Performance Center. Alam naman natin what big of a part he actually played in the development of a lot of people whose work we enjoy right now on the main roster. So he's hoping that there's this next generation of William Regal mentees and trainees who will also you know, shine under the bright lights of the WWE main roster going forward. Uh, what, next, also we get to hear him say war games again, and that's always not until twenty twenty four. Because he has at least, so it's worth yeah. the wait, you know. <laughs> yeah, if and when that happens, we will, our bodies will be ready. Right. Uh, speaking of talents returning to WWE, Eric Young is also in the news because his character was killed off on Impact, and he's returning to WWE. So no word if it's like a backstage role or or of. If my role nasha as like Nikki Cross's partner in Sanity or something, di natin alam. All we know is that when Impact Wrestling decides to write you off, they try to kill you off instead, which is a very odd and unique way to go about things. So, you know, you're the one who follows Impact most among all of us here. So, what did you think of the way that Violent by Design violently ended Eric Young? Parang, it was like a passing of the torch, I guess you could say. It was, it was a weird way to do it, for sure, because you don't see that many on-screen deaths in wrestling. Yeah, aside from Lucha Underground. 
Diba? Exactly. So, in, in this narrative sort of way na may script sila and they had this whole ceremony sort of where, where Diener becomes a new leader by design. It's an interesting way to pass the torch. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. I, could, I can't really say if I liked it because <laughs> it was very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, very impact to be sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm an Eric Young fan. You know, I like his run in Sanity. I have a feeling that he's not going to Sanity right away. He might be going back to the WWE under a different role in a different capacity. But, you know, I'm happy to see him back in the WWE because he, I felt like he wasn't given his fair shake in the company. So for him to be back with a quote-unquote proper management behind him, is something that I look forward. Emil, did you, um, what role do you want to see Eric Young in? Honestly, I was thinking, I was also thinking about what Eric Young's role would be in the WWE once he returns. I was thinking about, and then I saw last Monday when Nikki Cross came out with the Sanity music and the Sanity attire, and I think, oh, maybe Eric Young or maybe Sanity will be reformed in the main roster because let's all remember, Sanity was one of the like pet projects by Triple H in the Black and Gold NXT. So uh, in the theme of returning acts from the Black and Gold era by Triple H, maybe Sanity will be one of those returning acts. We're not sure if it's going to be the complete group with you know with the old Sanity members or if it, it will be just Eric Young and Nikki Cross with the Sanity gimmick. It's still up in the air, but as far as I know, the, the role I want to see Eric Young is to reunite sanity with Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. Ro, where does he fit in, in in this type of WWE, in Triple H's WWE? I, I say this with all the respect to Eric Young as a veteran in the business. Uh, I don't really see him fitting in anywhere. I think sanity wasn't, you know, as transcendental as people remember it to be. Like, it was nice, yes. Pero, yeah, as Chino said, it wasn't really given a fair shake. Not even in NXT, they didn't really get a fair shake. They were just there. And then they were called up before the whole stable was even ripe. So parang naging wala rin I, I didn't, they didn't really have that much potential on the main roster. So I don't know. I It's also getting to a point where Triple H is bringing back too many people. And if he doesn't stop, he'll also have the same problems AEW has. So... The role I want Eric Young to have is a backstage producer slash coach. And honestly, I don't know if Papaya should done because you know, some people they just want to wrestle, they want to perform instead of, you know, being backstage or being a coach. So it depends on what he really wants to do. But I I am okay with not seeing Eric Young be a on screen performer. Yeah. So, kaka write off lang kay Eric Young ng impact. So, only time will tell when we'll see him next. Uh, whether that's back on WWE pra- uh, programming as a talent, like, I don't know, a Rumble entrant making his return next month, or maybe as a backstage producer in a suit, kind of like PD Williams, who was uh, one of his contemporaries about impact wrestling. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some SmackDown and Raw, and we'll be predicting NXT deadline. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, we're back. Uh, my greetings ba tayo on Kumu? Well, si Abby, we put just a Kumu and then she sent us super halo halo in the chun. So thanks, uh, Ninang Abby. Thank you, Nina. Thank you to everyone who has joined us on Kumu. None of our regulars have messaged yet, so they're not here in the stream yet. But keep smashing those hearts, guys. We are at 1,655 likes and counting. So thank you for that. Let everyone know on Kumu that you like the wrestling talk. James Andre, we will be predicting final battles audio-only episode, audio-only part ng podcast. Yeah, so hintay lang. Hintay lang. All right. Let's talk about Ricochet now because on SmackDown over the weekend, he won the SmackDown World Cup and this propels him to a, an intercontinental championship match against Gunther. So it's going to be a rematch of last June when Gunther took the intercontinental championship from Ricochet. And this is not the result any of us predicted because all of us thought we were going to get Santos Escobar versus Gunther. So, Ro, how big of a shock was this to you when it happened? And uh, naman super big shock. Like I did predict Santos, but I also knew that they wanted to do a traditional face versus heel match. Then Ricochet is the guy to go. And I think Ricochet then is being reclaimed by Triple H. He is one of the darlings that Hunter signed. So okay lang din. Like I don't mind that Ricochet gets his turn first before Santos. Ricochet has been toiling longer in the main roster than Santos has. And I think like this is like a stepping stone toward even more relevance for the guy. So I'm all with it. Good choice. Either choice would have been great, but I would love to see Ricochet versus Gunther 2 or 3. I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's the third one. I, I don't know. Uh, I, could, I could be wrong. But speaking of platforms, Emil, this is a huge stage for Ricochet. But does he become the guy to eventually take the, the title from, uh, from Gunther? For me, no. I still have someone in mind that would take the title off of Gunther and it's not Ricochet. But this is a very nice surprise. I mean, I was thinking about this when I was watching this match and I thought Ricochet is one of the guys that that is really shining under the new regime of Triple H because like, there's some more focus on wrestling. And if there's one thing that Ricochet does best, does better than promos, it's wrestling. And he's been showcased a lot recently on SmackDown. So, parang hindi lang surprise yung win niya dito. But when it comes to the Intercontinental Championship and Gunter Swain and with the caliber of opponents that Gunter has defeated, I don't think Ricochet is on the level in which he could uh, defeat Gunter. But it will be a good match once uh, this happens. Sabi mo, you had someone else in mind. So if not Ricochet, then who? If Again, if uh, I already said this now, I think it's, if there's one guy 
defeat Gunter for the IC title, it has to be Sheamus. And it will happen at WrestleMania. I still believe Nababalik tayo with the story of Gunter versus Sheamus come WrestleMania. So yun yung pick ko. If there's someone What is it with our ASHs and their wild predictions that end up coming true? Like remember at this point last year, the Basi was calling for Roman to unite the two world titles and it actually happened at WrestleMania. What the hell? And then we laughed at him. Remember that? We laughed at him. Called him all sorts of names and the boy was right. So who knows? Maybe uh-huh, fresh, Sando fresh Emil here. Yeah, maybe Santa <laughs> Emil here has a point. You know, we don't know. Chino, how did you like Prince Puma versus King Cuerno in the WWE? Yes, thank you for reminding me that's what we saw. Angaling lang kasi, it really, regardless of where you see these two guys wrestle, you can actually see the chemistry that they have with each other. You know, because they all have that flippy lucha background. That we have known, grown to know them for. So I, I appreciated seeing that in a much larger production like the WWE. I also appreciated the match because it really had a lot of, it reminded me a lot of the Lucha Underground days. Uh, not, not as grungy, but very Lucha Underground for me. And I appreciated Ricochet winning. I mean, Roe is right. Triple H seems to be on a reclamation project here for all his uh, little signees. And I think si Ricochet kasama siya doon, although I do agree with Emil as well in saying that it might not be Ricochet's time just yet. I don't really see him winning the title or taking the title away from Gunta just like that. Also, because I also think that, like, sinabi ni ibang tao dito, Braun Strowman might just walk away with the title. It's just as likely to happen. You know, so I I think that might be the, the future of the IC title. But it was still a good match, nonetheless. So, si Emil Amina manifest niyang energy. Seamus Gunther rematch for WrestleMania. Ikaw, Chino Amina manifest mo. Braun Strowman for Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. That's, I honestly see that more than Seamus. But again, we have all been wrong at one point. Ito, may, so. may, may bet si Ninong Derv uh, on Twitter. I just saw right now. He says to Emil, if Gunther Seamus happens at WrestleMania, he will treat you to some pizza. Ah, okay. Very wholesome naman pala. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this spilling on the Twitter? Uh, uh, Derv could have commented it here, but <laughs> yeah, but he chose Twitter. Oh, wait, no, he did. No, he did. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. All right, all right. if Tamas Emil, pizza mo. Pizza ng Emil. Oh, pizza namin. Oh, nasa yung pizza namin. Shalayin nagsabi. Shalayin nagsabi. Tapos kaya gusto siya mga isipad wagon. Like, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Let's talk about The Rock because uh, there are rumors going around that The Rock might be in the plans for the 2023 Royal Rumble and that he might actually win, which will set up WrestleMania 39, The Rock versus Roman Reigns for the two championships. And it didn't help that Young Rock this week featured this scene where if you walk past, uh, yung nagdalakad sina Randall Park and Dwayne Johnson pass his trophy case, the Universal Championship is right there above Randall Park's head. So, what do you think about all this, Chino? Because this is too much of a coincidence for all of it to happen in the span of a week. First of all, Dwayne is not the subtlest person uh, alive. <laughs> you, you need more proof? Watch Black Adam. Not a subtle line in that whole movie, right? So, it's not a forte um, um, subtlety. Uh, subtlety. Yeah. Yeah, it, but with that being said, I, I actually don't like 
how they have to yet again rely on The Rock's star power to carry a WrestleMania because shouldn't the WWE be focusing on building their own stars right now? Like building new stars to carry the brand? Using somebody like Roman Reigns' star power to build off of other people instead of relying on those previously established superstars like The Rock? Diba? Kasi parang pag, pag bumabalik kay The Rock, I feel na hindi umuikot yung success eh. You don't churn out future talent and it just stays within, ironically, within one family. So, while I don't have a problem with the bloodline and I acknowledge the tribal chief, I would also love to see more stories told with other people. Use Roman Reigns' power to lift other people up to his level. Because with his previous feuds with Cesaro and the like, Jay Uso, wrestlers to his level. So who's to say that with the current roster that they have right now? Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Emil, The Rock for 2023 Royal Rumble winner. Good idea or not so good idea? No, I, I don't like it because the Rumble is a concept where you like you use the Rumble to build someone up towards a WrestleMania event. So, hey, Edge won it in 2021. Okay, <laughs> but usually Union Case. And they could do The Rock versus Roman Reigns without The Rock hijacking the Royal Rumble. They, they can do that without the Rumble. They could use the Rumble to... Well, Sami Zayn can win the Royal Rumble or someone else can win the Royal Rumble. But it's unnecessary for The Rock, I think, to go through the Rumble just to get the Roman Reigns. If they are really adamant on doing Roman Reigns versus The Rock, they can just build it like after the Rumble and not have The Rock hide. Saka, ito, but if The Rock is going to be on the Rumble, it will not be a surprise entrant. They will announce it as soon as like the new year and get the people hyped up and maybe get some, you know, if pay-per-view or if pay-per-view still exists, it would get more pay-per-view buys and subscriptions. So, yun lang, yun lang yung nakikita ko here. It's, it's, not, it's not really a good idea for me to have The Rock hijack the Rumble like that. Okay, we're, we're not going to say now The Rock's hijacking the Rumble agad-agad because rumors palang naman at this point. But you know, I'm going to go to Ro here. And for many years, you've told me as we've grown through our fandom that uh, let, let's wait and see as it happens before we cast any labels on whatever decisions are being made. So from the outset, with these rumors sprouting out, what can you think of all of these things uh, surrounding The Rock? I already said it last week. I said nobody cares about The Rock vis-a-vis Roman Reigns right now. Everyone cares about this guy in my background, uh, not the other guy, this guy. Sami Zayn is the it guy. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Sami Zayn is the it guy. He is the person, the oos that everyone cares about right now. Again, the way you maintain the interest in Sami Zayn is to keep shining a spotlight on him. So whether it's the Rumble or the Elimination Chamber in Montreal, the move is to push Sami Zayn and not bring back the rock that nobody really, uh, really wants to see at this moment. So, you know. Yeah, but the rock is still the rock. So what if he comes out and people still go bananas? Uh, eh. That's not very easy. I mean, it does. It goes, but sorry, I'll take this. It goes bananas. But it doesn't help the company because they're relying on a guy who is essentially a, a part-timer, which we all know the IWC just loves to shit on. 
and B is somebody who's already very established, diba? We all know how the people, the fans feel about guys like The Rock, like Brock Lesnar, like John Cena coming in and out and suddenly stealing the show, diba? Taking the, the light away from the people that you really want to see succeed. So para hindi din siya beneficial to their company. It's a, to me, it's a very Vince move, honestly. And I don't think it's a, a smart decision for Triple H and company. The problem with that is before Sammy Mania, nung War Games, I would have been fine with The Rock. Okay, go, go, uh, go, shoot your shit, go talk that talk, and have that monumental dream match. But you know, things happen, moments get created, lightning gets caught in a bottle. So at this point, gamitin yun na, take advantage of the of that lightning, diba? So yes, The Rock is monumental. Yes, people will go bananas, but not right now. This is Sammy's time. You have another Daniel Bryan. You have another Kofi Kingston. Uh, it would be a huge waste if you don't, if they don't, you know, if they don't capitalize on that. Last question on Roman Reigns and The Rock before we move on here, and this is for ev- uh, everyone in the panel. What if we're not the target market for this? What if the target is the same target market for Goldberg's return, but for the John Cena return, it, which is the casuals, but to get more people talking about, oh, The Rock's gonna wrestle. Oh, this is to elevate Roman Reigns and all that. Nah, yun paling end game here. Have you heard the crowds? This is not a thing where only smarts on the internet want to happen. Everyone is chanting Usi. Everyone has been going gaga over Sami Zayn. I don't think those things are the same as right now. It's a totally different reaction and atmosphere. With the way they're telling these stories, it's hard for me to believe that they're just after casuals. With the way they're pushing all these new people, bringing people back that people that casuals don't really know of, it's very dismissive for me to say that parang ah, pang casuals kasi to, eh. No, I don't think that's how they're going about things right now. Good point. Because if pang casual lang yung main storyline nato, then they would have promoted it like Emil said a way way long time before we've started hearing these rumors, de right? and, and and we wouldn't have gotten Bailey and and Io Sky and. Uh, Lakota Kai back in, in that manner. We wouldn't have gotten all the yes. other guys yes. back in that fashion. Because it's not casual accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Uh, go ahead, Emil. Yeah. Yeah, plus, I don't want WWE to make the same almost mistake that they did in 2014 where people at this time, like December heading into WrestleMania, they're really behind Daniel Bryan. And then January that year, they announced that Batista is joining the Royal Rumble and he won the Royal Rumble. So they almost made the mistake of like, yung inichapera, munti ka nilang inichapera si Daniel Bryan if not for someone quitting, <laughs> like CM Punk. If we didn't quit, we might have not gotten the uh, the Bryan moment. So I hope they don't make the same mistake here. I hope they ride this wave of momentum that Sami Zayn have onto WrestleMania where he could, you know, dethrone Roman Reigns if he is indeed the guy to dethrone uh, the tribal chief. All right. Speaking of people that Triple H has been bringing back, another person who uh, used to shine on uh, Triple H's black and gold NXT was Tegan Knox, and she's back. Shang back ni Liv Morgan against the heels of the SmackDown Women's Division. I think that's Bailey, the bad damage control by nila. Yes. 
Yes. yes, yes, yes. Bailey and and her people are were jumping on Liv. Tegan Knox comes out wearing the Kotokai's pants, by the way. Right, right. Uh, if you remember. Right. So there, uh, Tegan Knox is back, and I guess that's a nice way to flesh out the Kotokai story because they, they have they have they, they do have that history. And the SmackDown women's division does need more faces aside from Sinashotzi and Raquel and Liv Morgan. So what do you guys think of this move? Let's start with Ro. It goes back to what Chino said about uh, WWE making moves that are definitely not for casuals. This is not a casual friendly return. Like, who, parang the, the crowd was really bad. And not only was the crowd already bad, but it was Tegan Knox who only a few people who don't even, you know, not even everyone who watches NXT will be fully aware of who Tegan Knox is. So that's how super niche this move is. I don't think the the SmackDown division really needs it, but sure, so again, let's have some more veterans on there with in the experience. So again, let's let's go for it. But this is like the Emma return only with less prestige attached to it. So Triple H will have to do a lot of expl- has a lot of explaining to do, Lucy, about all the people he's bringing back. So, you know, at what point do you want to say, na, okay, I'm good with the returns, like tamana. Honestly, before Tegan Knox, who was the last person that came back? Was it... Uh, Emma, Emma Ata, Emma, yeah. Emma. Or Sarah Logan, one of them. Oh, Mia, Mia, Mia. Yes, Mia. Mia, when we got Mia, when we got Mia back, I was like, okay, maybe it's time to start thinking about who to bring back. Because, I mean, honestly, sorry, I appreciate everybody in their contribution to the WWE and all the talents that they bring to the table and all that. And I think they're all great wrestlers. But not everybody gets a second chance, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you gotta stop somewhere. Cause hey, he Triple H is running into the same problems or might be running into the same problems that Tony Khan is running into right now. He the WWE can afford it, sure. But do they really need 500 wrestlers on their roster? Do, do they need to bring everybody back in such a fashion? I honestly don't think so. Because what is like what happens in AEW now. And yes, other stars are made, but your previously established talent gets thrown by the wayside and gets relegated to something like superstars or main event or whatever. You know, so sayang lang din. Because you have people that are already there that are putting their weight and who are, are now just unable to keep up because there are I like Tegan Knox, but again, Tama Saro is a very niche, it's a very niche callback because she spent a lot of time in the injured reserve list and she spent a short stint, she did a short stint with uh, Shotzi in the main roster, right? So you know, So if you missed all of that, then you wouldn't really know who she is. And I can understand kung casual person ka, mapapa WDF ka nung nakita mo siya. So that's really just my concern here for all the people that they're bringing back. All right, let's stick with the women here before we go to NXT and talk about Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. It's happening next week on Raw for the number one contendership against Bianca Belair. So, Emil, who do you have coming out of this match? Because we all predicted that Rhea Ripley would probably be next in line to go up against Bianca. And yet, here we are. She's nowhere near this number one contenders match. Okay, so for me, um, prediction Godito has to be Alexa because... Bianca has been has feuded with Bailey for like months before this, so we had enough of uh, Bianca versus Bailey. So I'm going with Alexa because there's also the the story 
of Alexa and you know whether or not she's being controlled by Bray again. So there's a story to that that may need some fleshing out with her being featured uh, on the main uh, women's title scene against Bianca Belair. So uh, yeah, I think it's also time for a new challenger. So I'm going with uh, Alexa Bliss with this one. Mm-hmm. Chino, how do you think Bray Wyatt will make his presence felt here? Because we're seeing the, the Cicada and the White Rabbit logos, right? Right, yeah. Filico Bray is going to play a pivotal role not only in this match. In fact, I think like from this match moving forward, we're going to see Alexa slowly transform into whatever she transforms into. Whether it's the uh, Devil Alexa or whatever new incarnation they can think of. I feel like it'll happen during this match. Whether or not it leads to an Alexa victory is something for me to consider because she could also lose and that could also force her to go to Bray Wyatt's side right? as a motivational factor. This is the only way I can get my win back you know, or something to that extent. Right? Bailey could win and Bailey could still finally get the championship away from Bianca Belair. It's not beyond the realm of possibilities at this point. Rose, let's answer the question of Julian. Do you want to see her back with Bray? Nope. <laughs> Hated that stuff. Hated it. Hated it so much. I'm with Julian here. I don't like it. I don't like the Bray stuff. I would much rather Bray do the whole um, Moon Knight thing than round up another band of uh, ne'er-do-wells. So, um, if that's the route she's going, I, I, I'm not really caring much for it. My prediction for this is I think it's another roundabout way to get Bailey back in the championship scene where she's going to eat yet another L. Oof. That, that's got to hurt for all of us who love Bailey here on the stream. I know. We'll take a break. When we come back, NXT deadline predictions. But first, another word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, let's talk about NXT Deadline. It's the last premium live event for 2022. Five matches on the card. We're going to predict them one by one. So we're going to start with Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Chino, you're a huge Isla Dawn fan. So it must be exciting for you to see her in her first PLE. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, of course. I love the new treatment they're giving her. This whole witchy vibe that she's got going on so hot. But I also want to see her walk away with the victory here. So... Really short, I'm going to say right away, it's Isla Dawn for me. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Emil, how familiar are you with Isla Dawn and her work? Uh, I saw, uh, I've seen work uh, in, in NXT UK, no, a little bit. So, but yeah, this is a totally uh, repackaged Isla Dawn. And uh, because I think this is her first DLE, then it makes sense that she, she walks away here with, uh, with a W. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, uh, I love Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn managed to build herself as this weird Japanese influence striker. 
despite being a Scot in NXT UK. But I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Does this mean they're pushing Alba Fire down the totem pole? Because Isle of Dawn is a newcomer here, so you can't really have her lose. But Alba Fire is also Alba Fire, unless that means she's being called up. So uh, while my pick is Isle of Dawn, that's going to be like with an asterisk. Because I really don't know who is going to get out of this one. What if it, it, it actually makes sense? Ni, ni Alba Fire. Yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah, because it's yeah, sorry. Pareho silang Scots, yeah. right? They have that. Mystery. So there can only be one <laughs> Scot on the NXT. Huwag naman. Highlighter. Highlighter. They're both Scottish. Highlighter is Scottish. It might work. You know? Sure. Um, pero yun we do have the problem of too many new faces on both women's divisions. So if it is the call up, then sure. Whatever works for them. Maybe see Alba Fire on SmackDown. Yeah. May, may Lyra Valkyria pang nagbabadya. So... We'll wait to see how and when and if she makes her presence felt. Right, next up, the New Day went down to NXT this week and challenged pretty deadly for the NXT Tag Team Championship. This came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody had Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston in NXT on their 2022 bingo card. So, Emil, what does this tell you? I think at this point, new day, uh, the New Day has done everything. They're just doing kumbaga sa video games. They're just doing side quests this point and uh you know what i won't mind like i love pretty deadly they're they're funny they're they're really good but i won't mind if the new day here have a crack at the nxt tag team championships like they're already established plus it would get more eyes on the product i guess so yeah uh, but yeah it, it's so shocking when they when they appeared the crowd really popped for for the new day so it's a welcome surprise and and SmackDown anyway, so why why not let them have a run uh, in NXT? Kind of like what they did with Dolph Ziggler, with hell, Mandy Rose even. So yeah. So you're I'm predicting hoping. a New Day win here? Yes, a New Day win here. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Igao Ro. Possible ba? Relegation is in full effect. This should be a thing. This should really be a thing. Like Drew Gulak, New Day, not doing anything, not on the leaderboard. So relegate them back to NXT while they play for, you know, a good position to get back to the major leagues. I agree with Emil. I actually want New Day to win here. I want them to get the Dolph Ziggler NXT Championship run. So it doesn't have to be long. Uh, you know, just give them the championships para lang ma, ma pad yung resume and bring some relevance to the NXT Tag Team Division, which has been utterly dominated by Pretty Deadly. Sheena, are you going to complete the sweep here? Yeah, no, I'm going to say New Day as well, as surprising as that may sound. It's also worth noting that New Day failed to defend their longest reigning tag team title streak that the Usos have since broken. So I feel like this Triple Crown win might just be a good consolation prize. I don't know. Might be reading too much into it. But nonetheless, I'm still picking the New Day. All right. Let's go to the Iron Survivor Challenges. And ladies first, the lineup is Kiana James, Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, and Indy Hartwell, who joined the lineup on this past NXT. So, si don't pick natin dito because the winner of this match will go on to be the next challenger for Mandy Rose. So, let's start with you, Emil. Which of these five women is the next challenger? All right. So, for me, I'm going to pick Roxanne Perez to be the number one contender and win this match because Mandy Rose is a heel. So, I obviously went with the baby face because she's going to be the new, the next challenger. Plus, 
I think out of all the women on NXT, they're building up Roxanne Perez as the 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 person to dethrone Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. So I think it's time. Plus, with the rumors of NXT having its uh, first PLE outside of the Performance Center, so you want to have that big matchup. And the biggest matchup that they could have as of this moment is Roxanne Perez versus Mandy Rose. So I'm going with Roxanne here for the win. Ikaw, Chino, sabi nila sa comments na isa lang yung babyface, that being Roxanne. Right. But I want to I wanna go with Indy Hartwell for this one because she called her shot on NXT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like it when people call their shots and actually do something with it. So, I want to... Zoe would have been a good choice, but Zoe's a whole different thing with Nikita Lions now. So, I'm going to say I'm going to say Indy Hartwell for this one. Yeah, I actually don't think that Indy Hartwell is full heel. At this point, she's a tweener. Pa siya, eh. yeah. uh, what do you think, Ro? I, I didn't know that she was actually leaning towards heel. Yeah, she has been in, in recent weeks. Just, you know, just a tiny bit where she's been a little more irritable lately. But I didn't think that was like a full heel turn because she never really snapped at anyone. Like mm-hmm. for real, like the same way people would turn on people. Yeah. So I'm still thinking she's a face, but I don't think a face has to win this. Like I think this is Zoe Stark's match to lose because she turned heel so she has to have some momentum and technically she is the best out of these five women alright let's go to the men's Iron Survivor challenge man. this should be another fun one so the lineup is Carmelo Hayes our boy Grayson Waller Axiom who joined the lineup this week JD McDonough and Joe Gacy so Ro let's start with you here who's your pick to win the Iron Survivor challenge some men's if he's not getting called up, it's Carmelo for me or Grayson Waller, our boy. You know? mm-hmm. Easy to explain, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Chino, you go. Total left field pick here, but I'm going to say Joe Gacy. <laughs> Again? <laughs> because simply because he has control of the numbers game and it can still play a factor okay. moving forward. You know? All right. He still has the, the dyad and the rock's daughter by his side, so... You know, maybe that plays a factor. Who knows? Ito, sabi nila kanina, di ba? Isa lang yung baby face. Ito talaga sa men, isa lang talaga yung baby face. That being Axiom. So, Emil, does that affect your pick here? Who's your pick? So, my pick here, uh, it's been overdue, but it has to be Mellow Hayes at this point. Mellow and Braun are like the 1A, 1B of the new NXT. And they, hindi pa sila nagaharap, as far as I know of. So, now it's the time to do it. Uh, it's Melo Hayes' time. He has moved on finally from the NXT North American title scene. So it's time to pull the trigger while, uh, you know, strike the iron while it's hot. So I'm going with uh, Carmelo Hayes. All right. Finally, the main event, NXT Championship. After their many, many dates from the diner to fishing, they're going to go to the ring this weekend. Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker. Ro, tell us your thoughts on these dates that Braun and Apollo have been going on. <laughs> I gotta say, they, it is different. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a feud built up like this before. <laughs> uh, the breakfast date didn't really hit, but the fishing date kind of hit. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. It did kind of, it did, it was actually kind of executed well. Yung banter nila on a slight ball busting about who's the better guy. Uh, I actually kind of was into it. I just don't know how well it translates especially as a championship match. Like maybe if it were like with lesser stakes, okay lang, pero I don't know. You kind of need intensity for this and the dates weren't as intense, although they were creative. 
I was gonna bring that up. Yung lack of intensity that I felt from this feud. Chino, does that take away from your attachment to this match? Most definitely. Uh, remember how last AEW pay-per-view we were talking about Nyla Rose and Jade not mixing it up, being all petty and just talking a lot? It, this it reminds me a lot of that. Well, not as creative, sure. This is more creative, but it lacks the fire and that you need to be invested in something like this. Lacks the alba fire? No, uh, maybe, sure. <laughs> why not? But like, just have something there, you know, something for uh, us to grab onto because these guys are essentially both faces, right? So it's really going to be hard to pick somebody to cheer for in this scenario. And when you don't get them mixing it up with each other, calling somebody out, perhaps exchanging blows, who's to say it's a feud? It's a very stale feud for me. So uh, I, I really have a hard time choosing because either way, for me. Really quickly, really quickly. Um, if they were going to do these uh, friendly segments, competition. Like um, the MVP Matt Hardy feud from the late 2000s. Or no, no, Viking Raiders and Street Profits. Nung, yeah, 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 that one, that one. Yes, yes. The one up yeah, yung yeah. basketball, yung axe throwing. Like, yeah. At least throw in some competition there so that, you know, it's not just Braun teaching <laughs> teaching Apollo how to fish or something like that. Now, I wanted to ask Emil, now, what does it tell you that the main event, this go-home show, was the five guys in the Iron Survivor Challenge and not Apollo and Braun who haven't main evented a segment together? It tells me uh, they're really... Uh, they're really showcasing your new concept, new concept of the Iron Survivor match. That's why it's being featured more prominently on NXT TV. Kind of like you know, remember back then when in you know, the Black and Gold, like the War Games match would like be featured prominently than the NXT title match. I'm also kind of seeing like the similarities between that. So, you know, it just also means that the feud is not. It's not intense. I'm gonna, I kind of agree with Gino here. Braun and Apollo in their recent promos are like just, uh, just like guys being dudes. Nagbabanter lang sila. Walang ane. Walang, you can't see, you know, you, you can't see the, walang tashtukan eh. Ano lang. It was super friendly and, yeah. you know, a joke joke lang. Yeah, it was. It wasn't, it's like, you're busting your friend's balls versus online bar yeah. the gulo. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's friends, right? But here's the intensity. Eh. This didn't have any of that. Yeah, hindi siya pang, ano, hindi siya pang championship level na yung, yung heat coming into the, to the match. All right, predictions, guys. Braun or Apollo? Emil? <laughs> uh, Braun, yeah. Braun has to retain. Mm-hmm. Chino? Braun? Bro, Braun never loses, so it's Braun. Like, no many, how many times have we predicted him to lose, and he never does? That, that, that's true. That's true. So there, those are our predictions for NXT Deadline. Let your uh, let your predictions be known as well in the comment section, or if you're listening to us on the audio only, it's at Wrestling Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. In the audio-only part of the show, we're going to talk about AEW, specifically MJF versus Ricky Starks. We'll also talk about FDR reportedly wanting to leave AEW after their contract is up. And we're going to run through our predictions for Final Battle 2022. In the meantime, you guys know what time it is. It is pick of the week time. Tigi-tigi salang, mahinang kalaban. Let's start with Emil ASH. What's your pick of the week? 
All right, so my pick of the week this week is Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen from Dynamite. Really cool. Yeah, for the TNT Championship. Uh, Samoa Joe is really at his best when he's up against like speedy little guys, and uh, this one was not an exception. Darby Allen bumped his ass off with Samoa Joe, so that was a really fun match. Uh, so yeah. All right, uh, Chino, your pick. My pick goes out to the JBL Invitational, <laughs> Poker Invitational on Monday Night Raw. Why? I love a good running gag. Like a thing that you can just watch again and again in the background. Like, and if you guys are a fan of that, it's you're like I am. You'll remember APA also used to have a lot of poker games. So it's very reminiscent of that. But I think kagaguan the poker games and that. So I really, I like, I like how, I like how Dominic Mysterio is just a full douche now. You know, so it's a poker game. So I like that. And I also like Dexter Lumis within the whole thing by default, apparently. But the Palace Oh, I, I liked I know Akira Tozawa's suit game. Great A. <laughs> Akira Tozawa's suit game is very good. Akira Tozawa's suit game is very good. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to share my pick of the week with Rosa. I'll let you name it. I'm going to share my pick of the week with you. So you can oh, Okay, okay. It's um, the World Cup Finals. Ricochet versus Santos Escobar. Really good match. They topped their original Lucha Underground match for the Lucha Underground Championship. So it was everything in more. Diamond callbacks and uh, a bunch of really good stuff that just showcases the future of WWE. Yeah, Santos brought out the arrow from the depths of hell. Holy crap. <laughs> that was a nice little Easter egg for those of us who watched Lucha Underground all those years ago. All right, let's go through your picks. Sileo also picks the SmackDown World Cup Finals. Julian picks the Ricky Starks MJF promo from Dynamite. Janelle picks Asuka versus Rhea versus Bailey. Glendale picks the Acclaimed versus FTR from Dynamite. Good, really good. John Christopher also picks Ricky Starks, particularly in Spear on MJF. See, Admin Angela picks a poker invitational like Chino. And Albert Keen picks FTR versus the Acclaimed. Sa Kumu, meron ba? Kumu, well, uh, not right now. Although Nate is uh, commenting, he's been commenting on our NXT predictions. Thanks, Nate, for giving us your thoughts. I have a bonus pick of the week because this one has a CTA. My bonus pick of the week is Mike Bailey versus Kenta from uh, the Revolver Wrestling Finale. I don't know what the finale is, but it's a really good match. Kenta wrestled like his old self because lately he's been wrestling like a re- an American heel. And if you want to watch that, show with also a bunch of other good stuff like Ray Phoenix and John Moxley. I will give you the copy if you sign up to our Patreon. All right. So I uh, can find our Patreon link in the ticker below. Ito si Ina may pahabol. Basahin natin. Pick of the Week and NJPW World Tag League. It's Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Suzuki Goon. So there, that's her pick. Thank you so much to everybody who chimed in with your picks of the week and joined us on the holiday live stream. Really appreciate you all. Let's get to some plugs. Chino, what's happening on your end? So we're wrapping up the last few shows of the month for Comedy Manila. The final show of the year will be for Nodong Balinan and his one-hour special that is happening December 17th, Wicked Dogs Uptown Parade BGC. Magsa sell out the tickets, guys. We are at 60% tickets sold. So, konting konti na lang yun. If you know how big that place is, you'll know na konti na lang talaga yung ticket. For tickets and inquiries, all you have to do is message Comedy Manila on Facebook. Also, for everything that I do, it's linktr.ee slash Chino Supersized. Ikaw, Emil, any plugs? 
Just follow me on Twitter at EML underscore Meister and on TikTok, EML underscore Meister22. Uh, just, uh, just post sports and wrestling opinions there. So, you know. All right. And Ro? All right, guys. Noche Buena is happening this Sunday at 5 or 6 p.m. 5 p.m. You can still get your ticket at 5 p.m. We get your tickets, pero hindi na yata early bird at TicketToMe.net. Our ringside tickets have been sold out, so orchestra and balcony are still left. Orchestra is really good as a really good spot as well. Balcony even better because uh, you get a top-down view. Really good stuff. And also, if you want to support uh, local wrestling, Manila Wrestling Federation is also on Gank. Uh, ManilaWrestling.com for ten dollars you get access to upcoming and past episodes of Action Novella TV, especially if you wanna catch up on everything that's happened leading up to Noche Buena. Also a good deal, ten dollars around uh, six hundred pesos. It's a good way to support your local wrestlers who are just trying to live out their dreams. Yeah, and also follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Spot because uh, we're always posting content. Can't really post much on Facebook anymore. So if you want to catch all our videos and highlights and clips from the from the show, just go follow us there and comment and like and engage. Guys, yung mga pupunta sa Noche Buena, kita-kits tayo this Sunday. Mag-DO tayo, ha? Yun lang, yun lang pakiusap. Mag-DO po tayo at maligo po tayo. Bago po tayo magtabi-tabi. <laughs> I also have a a new TikTok account oh, wow. at Chido Super Size. Wow. Walang D. Bakit? Super Size. Bakit walang D? Uh, super Size. Wala na D. Bakit? Alam nila kung bakit. So, so just give me a follow. Why not? <laughs> Alright Last plug on my end uh, Check out the 12th place of Christmas On 99.5 Play FM I just gave away Three Timex watches this morning wow. And for the ne- rest of the 12th place of Christmas I'm giving away stuff From New Era Cap Stuff from Ultra Ty- Public From JBL Philippines Who just signed on As a sponsor for the promo So go catch the show 7 to 10 a.m. Weekdays And you can stream it as well On twitch.tv Slash 995 Play FM Sobrang proud ako Sa lahat ng brands na yun Ako yung nag-sponsor Ako, ako yung so you know, I just want everyone to take part in the promo while it's running. All right. You also ask brain teasers or I have different types of teasers. Wrestling related questions actually. I have a game called Move or Movie. So yeah. Nice. Nakamasabi <laughs> bigla. <laughs> All right. No, nice. I said nice. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. We're going to record the audio only part of the pod. Thank you so much for joining us on another stream of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us at Chino Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Rose War, at underscore Stancy. For the show, it's at Wrestling 2X Pod. We'll catch you again next week as the holidays ramp up. Till then, please keep your masks on if and when you can and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. This is the audio-only part of the podcast. As usual, post-stream thoughts. Uh, we, got, we got to talk about AEW, at least stuff happening in the ring. Uh, we got to start with Winter is Coming, which is happening next week. So the main event for that one is MJF versus Ricky Starks. Uh, I believe it's for both the Dynamite Diamond Ring and the AEW World Championship. Uh, if I remember yung pinlag ni Excalibur kanina. So... Um, I, I think it's a safe prediction naman, that MJF has to win here. Uh, let's start with Emil. 
Ah, uh, yun. Uh, MJ, this is uh, MJF's first uh, title defense, and uh, alam naman ng lahat, very obvious naman, no, that MJF will come out of winter is coming as the uh, AEW uh, world champion. I, I, I like though how they stepped up their game in terms of promoting this match because last week my one of my main complaints was they haven't done anything to to promote this match. Like Nanalo Nasiriki starts no full gear. So we know during at that point in time that he was going to be the number one contender. But in the first two weeks after that, we didn't see the match. You know, we didn't see any build up to it. They really got to it now. And that promo earlier, you know, that was enough. Uh, that was enough to uh, build up this uh, this match. Hindi naman to apang pay-per-view levels na build. Uh, yung kailangan for this match, but they did just enough to make us all excited for for uh, next week for winter is coming. But uh, as far as uh, results uh, is concerned, still MJF uh, to win the, the the title. Ikaro, did you think it was enough? Because last week we were just talking about how it was MJF versus Danielson, and then now no wala si Brian, and now it's Ricky Starks. Um, I mean. Ricky Starks did win the tournament. So that's why he's getting this title shot. So obviously Danielson wasn't going to be um, the number one contender yet. That's ideally the long game they're trying to play. I did read a rumor that said that different permutations of the finish, the full gear and the resulting um, resulting happenings of the weeks after were considered, but all of the, the end games were the same that MJF and Brian would feud for the championship. So this isn't really much to do with that. Uh, Shempre, if that's going to happen, MJF has to win this and um, Ricky Starks is good, but Shempre, it's not his time just yet, but he is at least on the up and up. Igauchino, any thoughts, especially after you promo Hanina? Yeah, no, I'll just echo what everybody else said. Uh, my only question right now is, ano pa bang bearing ng dynamite diamond? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Other than like it being a diamond. Like, does it have any kayfabe implications? Wala, weapon. Diba? So parang, hindi ko, hindi ko din get it. Anyway, so yeah, regardless of whatever uh, the effect of that ring causes, I'm still gonna say MJF. All right. Uh, some other AEW news. Um, lumabas yung balibalita that FTR reportedly wants out of AEW after their contract is up so that they can work uh, smaller promotions and really uh, test the waters outside of AEW. And I'm, I'm not sure what to make of this because the reason why they wanted to go to AEW in the first place was because it wasn't WWE where they felt that they weren't able to fully be themselves as performers and as creative professionals. So, Ikaw um, like, uh, what, what do you make of this, rumors, uh, this rumor surrounding FTR? Um, if the goal was to find themselves as performers and as wrestlers, then uh, there's no better way to do that than be a freelancer in the business. So uh, I think then this is like a subtler protest against the 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 big machines of WWE and AEW. Uh, you've seen how in AEW na hindi masyado after. Um, after quite the run that they've had in the past couple of years. So sometimes you just got to go out there and satisfy your creative um, creative desires, you know. Uh, just going to 
do your own thing, not be tied down to a certain um, uh, promotion and a certain booker, right? Uh, you just go, you're just gonna go out there and help as many people as you can because you love wrestling, and I think that's what they're trying to do here. Maybe they've saved up their money. Maybe they have, they are financially free that they are they can do all of these things. Because right now, uh, a lot of the AEW guys they work a lot of indies, so. That's a lot more uh, money in their pockets. So um, at this point, it's viable. Na siya. Like if you shuttle between all the different independents in America, maybe around the world, then do New Japan, do ROH even. Um, it's lucrative as much as being in WWE or just being in AW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chino, does it tell you anything new about... Uh, your perception towards AEW and like their happiness uh, towards being part of the roster. No, if anything, it makes me respect them even more because these two guys have already said time and time again how much they love professional wrestling. They consider themselves professional wrestlers. And for them to go out of their way and to take money out of their pockets, uh, supposedly, to help other people out and to work with younger promotions and put those promotions over, put more talent over, just goes to show how much they're willing to invest in professional wrestling. So I really respect them for that. If that's what they want to do, I will miss them, but I will support them in whatever way I can. Igao Emil, without... uh... Any of us disrespecting FDR or any of the other tag teams, but with the bloated AEW roster, would you miss them if they were to leave AEW after their contract ends? Honestly, not really, because they're not sila masadong lumalabas sa AEW TV. Like, like uh, half twenty uh, second half of twenty twenty two, they haven't really they haven't been featured a lot. Uh, except for ROH stuff, which, uh, yeah. And I honestly thought FDR and AEW would have a better relationship considering, uh, I, I think back then, no? AEW has more as an emphasis on tag team wrestling, but obviously that has changed. And I think FDR has reached their ceiling in AEW. That's why if they would leave Nayon, I really wouldn't miss them. Although, uh, I will, abangan ko sila sa other promotions, they seem to be the type of guys that would want to work for these different promotions and be a freelancer rather than just be tied down to one company like WWE or AW. So, kung saan man sila mapadpad after this, I'll still, I'll still be an FTR fan and I'll still watch the matches. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to our uh, predictions for Final Battle 2022. I'm going to be honest here and tell you na ang alam ko lang talaga na, na story here is Jericho versus Claudio because I don't really follow Rampage anymore and like half of these matches are kind of mad to me. So we're just going to speed run through them and then let's give our quick thoughts. Um, at the ROH TV Championship, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. I didn't even know this was a thing, but I guess we're getting that. To be fair, to be fair, um, uh, it's not just a Rampage thing, but it's also a bunch of things that Tony Khan announced over the internet or over uh, over yung speed run, speed reading the Excalibur sa, sa show, diba? So, uh, a whole bunch of this is really just him pulling out matches from thin air because he could not find the TV time to um, to promote all of them and build these stories. So it's not your fault. All right. Sige, sige. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. Let's uh, do the roundtable predictions. Emil. I'm 
I think I'm going. I'm going to go with Juice Robinson wow. because he's the new guy on, on AW slash ROH. Plus, I think Joe is slowly moving into just appearing as an AW wrestler because he's feuding. He's the TNT champion now. He's been having matches weekly for the TNT championship. So, uh, just let Joe appear on AW and not be associated with Ring of Honor anymore. So, I'm going to go with Juice. All right. Uh, Chino, do you think the king of television is going to take an L? I do. Uh, I think it's going to be Juice's as well. Uh, number one, because... Joe Two Belts really isn't as appealing as people think it is. Uh, and number two, because Tony Storm is there. And if, if if there's enough reason for you to stay with the company, it's because your wife is there. You know, Juice doesn't seem like the guy who gets tied down to a promotion as easily as he did with New Japan. But since he's married now to the very lovely Tony Storm, uh, Sana All, so he's going <laughs> to win the title. All right, Igaro. I completely forgot the juice signed with AEW. Uh, that's how much they have not used him since that championship match with John Moxley. Not even in Dark. So that's pretty weird that they signed him. Well, mostly because he's appearing in NJPW and Strong. So uh, really weird timeshare there. But I don't think um, Juice is winning. I'm going to split the 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 predictions here and say that Samoa Joe two belts is still going to be a thing for a little while longer. All right. Next up. Shane Taylor Promotions taking on Swerve in Our Glory. I have no idea how this happened, but okay. Uh, it happened on Rampage. Um, this was what people were complaining about over the weekend because uh, Shane Taylor just showed up, delivered a bunch of exposition, and uh, I called made the match. Yeah. 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 He brought up a bunch of history between yeah. himself and Keith Lee, and that's the match. And that's uh, people were rightfully complaining about. Anyway, uh, my predictions is uh, Swerve in Our Glory will lose because they, they will break up. Tino. Mm-hmm. Oh, then. Swerve in Our Glory will lose. And then for some reason or another, it'll be uh, Shane Taylor, Keith Lee sort of theme. All right. Hey. Igao Emil, have you been following this? Uh, I think this should have just been a singles match between Shane Taylor and Keith Lee because... Diba, no, no, they're not. Um, they have been on the rocks for a while. I don't know right. why they haven't pulled the trigger on the breakup. Um, maybe Keith Lee just wants to be gaslit. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah, Shane Taylor uh, and company will uh, will win this one. All right. Next up, ROH Six Man Tag Team Championship: Dalton Castle and the Boys versus the Embassy. Uh, Chino, who you got? I'm going to say the embassy, uh, particularly because I think Tony Khan wants new faces on his uh, product, this new ROH that he's rebuilding. And with somebody like Brad Cage and the two new guys that he has along with him in his stable, it's going to be an attraction that people want to tune in for. So I'm going to say the embassy. Igaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with that. The embassy. Um, Tinipilit Tony Khan yung... Uh, Gates of Agony and Brian Cage, even though um, I care very little for none of for all of them, um, but you know that's who he wants to put on. And uh, Dalton Castle and the boys were like the last holdovers from the old ROH regime, so I think uh, if he wants to continue the rebuilding, then dapat may bagong champions. Yeah, he's still trying to make fetch happen. Igaw Emil, who do you think is gonna win this? Uh, I think it's time that they need they to do uh, they need to do something with the uh, embassy 
So I'll give them this win uh, for the six-man tag cha- championships. All right. Next up, ROH Pure Championship. Ito, tuloy-tuloy pa yung feud ng BCC and JAS. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. Chino, who you got here? I'm going to say Jericho. Uh, because the BCC is as good as non-existent at this point. As William Regal said his goodbye in a pre-tape. And we all saw that and we all complained about it. So I have a strong, strong feeling that they put uh, the, uh, what is that tag team called? See, we the people, the real Americans. <laughs> we were talking about the pure championship. Right? Ah, sorry, wait. Are we not talking about the main? Ah, no, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, pure. Oh, I misheard. Sorry. I misheard. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Daniel Garcia retains. All right. Uh, Emil? Uh, yeah, Daniel Garcia retains as well. I, again, I'm so done with this uh, feud. Even two, ta- two talented guys like Garcia and Utah, we have seen this match so many times over the last year. So, para hindi na humaba, you know, DJ uh, should retain. All right. Ro? Yeah, same, same. Uh, I think they're pushing JAS talaga as the new faces of ROH, and rightfully so naman. So, um, if PCC is gone, then... No point in Utah being a champion right now over Garcia. Next up, uh, the Guns are apparently ROH Authority figures now because they announced that the Briscoes and FTR are going to have a double dog collar match for the ROH Tag Team Championships. What the hell? Uh, Chino, who you got here? I'm going to say FTR retains. Because again, we were on that uh, spiel about it being Tony Khan's ROH and how they need the new faces there. Uh, and, if, and if he really wants to keep FDR, he's going to he's going to do anything in his power to, you know, put them on ROH. Well, I don't say AEW, then that's fine. But they, they can still go on ROH and not have to do that every week. So I'm going to say FDR. All right. Uh, Emil? I am going with the Briscoes with this one because... Uh, I've heard rumors that TK will address the future of Ring of Honor after a final battle. And he also said uh, ROH, um, you know, ROH uh, stuff will, you know, be shown less on EWTV. So uh, if the rumors are true, ROH will have its own, like, own different show. Might just have, you know, you might as well give the Briscoes the tag team titles and, you know, Feature them in the new show if it will happen. So I'm going with the, the Briscoes here uh, to win this match. Bro? Uh, some context here. Uh, the reason why the Guns announced this match is because the Briscoes are banned from TV. Uh, the network, TNT, uh, TBS, have requested the, Brisco- the, the company to not put the Briscoes on. Oh, wait. So, I did yes, not know that. Yes, yes. This is a thing. That's why that's why it was weird that it was delivered to the guns about. So on that note, I wanted to be with Emil here and say that the Briscoes should take the championships back. But if you cannot put the Briscoes on TV, then there's no point in making them the champions. So uh, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on who you're a fan of, FTR will retain or has to retain. Oh, wait, at, at the risk of sounding really stupid, why are the Briscoes not allowed to be on I was TV? about to ask. Uh, so- off the top of my head, they are. There's something about them being too uh, uncouth for TV. Uh, I have to research on this, but uh, it has to do with their language, I believe, or something like that. Okay. I think. Uh, I think uh, there were comments made by. I think it was Jay ten years ago that uh, you know it, 
kind of offensive and uh like may ano na sila eh, may uh may record na sila of of that so you know people are now aware that they have done this or said this so that's one of the reasons why uh, yeah that's right that's right i'm Bristol reading it up now um warner media has requested your parent company pa nag request na uh, the briscoes not appear and not be signed to AEW. so oh god <laughs> because of this uh social media comments there you go damn uh okay <laughs> i did not see that coming uh that's a hell of a liability jeez okay uh, moving on, ROH Women's Championship, Athena's hot streak on dark has led her here to uh, where she now has a title match against Mercedes Martinez. So uh, has anybody here on the panel been following this story? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, as in the- this particular story. Tama ba? Like, it, it is based on Athena's hot streak, right? On dark. Um, and the it was streak. also a random thing that happened yeah. on the rampage. So, yeah. I mean, they, they are saying uh, because of her new mean streak, yeah. the heel turn that she's uh, doing, yeah. led to this. But at the same time, there's no silang valid reason to give her a championship. Because yeah. they've never really interacted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I were them, I would give it to uh, Athena because she is kind of trending right now. Uh, Mercedes has cooled off at the moment, which is nice. I mean, like, which is okay because she was nice when she debuted, but then uh, she hasn't been seen that much even on the dark show. So uh, you might as well put it on someone who is uh, at least being talked about. Because people are talking about Athena quite a bit. Igao Chino. I'm going to side with Athena. Sayang naman yung mean sleep yet. Mm-hmm. Thing this the the meanness that she's bringing to the table right now. I'm really liking it. This it gives her a new edge that we haven't really seen from her. So I'm gonna say Athena. Let, let's do to her what uh, happened to her when she challenged Britt Baker and <laughs> like every everyone else that challenged Britt Baker. <laughs> Big debut only to lose. <laughs> you got Emil. Uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with uh, Rowan Chino here. Uh, there's a new mean streak to Athena and. Uh, uh, you know, if they want to continue her momentum, then might as well just give her the ROH Women's Championship. So I'm going with uh, Athena here. All right. Uh, finally, the ROH World Championship, Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli. And Tama Bame stipulation, if Claudio loses, he has to he, join the JAS. Yes, yes. yes. Right. So yeah, I, I so, think I heard that earlier. Uh, so Chino, going, you were already mentioned, mentioning Yeah, this sorry. I, I, I heard JAS versus BCC. That's the delirium padingin ko, so that's, that's my bad. Uh, that's how much I've had it with this feud. But hey, listen, if they are going to uh, you know really double down on the BCC not being a thing anymore, then they might as well make Claudio eat the L. Um, they really they they're focusing on the JAS to be the faces of this new ROH that's happening. So I really feel like they're going to do a story arc here where they bring back. The the subculture tag team, the what do you call it? Real Americans, yeah, the, the real Americans, the, the tag team of, of Cesaro and I'm oh, sorry, Claudio and Jake Hager. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Claudio eats the L. He joins the JAS reluctantly, and then boom. All right, uh, Emil. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I actually initially, you know, I uh, want a Claudio to win, but the more I hear of Claudio possibly. Uh, joining the JS and another tag team with uh, Jake Hager. Major warm now, because let's all remember Cesaro is, at, I don't know, Claudio, I'm sorry, Claudio is at his best in tag teams. Like, remember, like the, all the tag teams he had in in his past tenure with WWE, 
uh, no, Real Americans, uh, the bar, uh, his team with uh, Nakamura. So, yeah, so I'm I'm okay if uh, if Jericho wins again just to end this feud. Para matapos na uh, Jericho with a solid win, and you know, wala na din naman yung BCC, so might as well uh, you know have Claudio ha- be in an, another storyline where he is aligned with the JAS. All right, Ro, are you gonna complete the sweep? Yes, actually, yes. Um, they they have been making Jake Hager and his hat happen. That's so, why I, I can't. To be fair, I still catching on. Yeah, I funny. still can't believe that's a thing. I mean, his character is a he's a hat guy now. That's so funny. But it's a lot better than being the the we the people guy. So you know, okay. the, the, yeah, the tea party still, guy. So funny. Yep. He, he really uh, likes the hat. That's yeah. So uh, yeah, I think the whole. Um, promo that they gave Kanina on Dynamite was their last stand. Like, uh, you can tell that by cutting a promo like that, you know the, the group is dying. So at least uh, at least ship um, ship Claudio over to the JAS. It's at least going to be interesting because, uh, you know, you have a protesting uh, member. What a sad end to the BCC uh, for, for a group that we were all so excited to get behind Biglang, it just ends with a f- narrative I'm pretty sure the BCC <laughs> is going to end up in one of the categories for the year end awards yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. watch it's, out uh, for the year end awards by the way we're going to be releasing them between Christmas and New Year's so perfect way to end your year uh, by hanging out with us on the year end awards and that's going to do it for our final battle predictions yay We did it! The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.